All right, Bruiser Nation, welcome to another edition of the Bruise Cruise Podcast. And on this edition of the best pro wrestling podcast in Central Ohio, Loganity is pretty great too, but I'm kind of awesome. We complete our five-week excursion aptly titled Heart of a Lion. And this week, we're going nearly 18 years in the Wayback Machine to Survivor Series 2002 and the first first ever Elimination Chamber match. So come join the Caged Animals and relive the epic, brutal matchup featuring the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, the game Triple H, the five-time, 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 five-time champion Booker T, the Big Red Machine Kane, the whole effing show RVD, and the Ayatollah of rock and roller himself, Y2J, the future pain maker and late champion, Chris Jericho. Be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe to the Bruise Cruise podcast so you never miss an excursion. Visit our social media pages. That's Bruiser Nation Productions on Facebook and YouTube. Head to anchor.fm, visit our fan page, and if you're so inclined and you're able to, I know it's tough for everybody out there, but support and give a minor donation to the Bruise Cruise podcast. All the support we get will go into making the Bruise Cruise podcast even better, providing you more content, and maybe even some merch. So raise those anchors because we're ready to take off on the excursion on the 14th edition of the Bruise Cruise Podcast, Part 5 of Heart of a Lion, Survivor Series 2002, right now. And we are back, folks. And like always, I love going back and watching these things. It's it's a real treat for me to have some memories and remember because I was 18 years old. 19. I might, yeah, I, might, I turned 19 right before Survivor Series 2002. But it, it was really important in my life um, as far as, you know, the friendships that I was building and had built and the time we spent watching professional wrestling. And this was an experience. I mean, we made all the pay-per-views a big deal, kind of. We, we'd always get together and watch them all. But this this one was different because of the stipulation that they had of the Elimination Chamber, which none of us had any idea. And apparently, the wrestlers didn't either about how this was going to go, what this was going to look like, how it was going to feel, what they were going to do. They said Triple H drew that thing on a napkin, and someone that had never been involved in professional wrestling must have came up with the final look because it hurt like hell, they said. There was no give to the chain link, and I tend to believe the professionals involved. So... What a matchup here. And as I mentioned in the intro, RVD, Booker T, Kane, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Jericho all in one matchup that was 
It's about 45 minutes long. And the one thing that really stood out within five minutes, Triple H is bleeding. He's the first one to taste the pain that is the elimination chamber when him and RVD start out. And when I, I bring up Triple H taking the, the, the first steel bump, he got backdropped by RVD, followed by a rolling thunder over the top rope onto the steel, all within the first five minutes. And now the countdown starts. Someone, we don't know who, will be coming out next. Unless you've watched the match before, then you know it's the Chris Jericho is the third to enter. And it doesn't really take long for Chris Jericho and Triple H because they are the heels in professional wrestling and heels work together, even if they don't like each other, to always beat down the baby face and to, to tap off the complete domination that Triple H and Chris Jericho show to Rob Van Dam when they team up. Triple H delivers one hell of a DDT. I mean, RVD basically gets spiked straight up into the mat. I mean, this DDT would have done Jake the Snake's Roberts proud. RVD's head hits that mat and he just kind of spins while he's in the air with legs straight up to the arena's ceiling and it, it, it was a sight to see. I'll say that. RVD had one of the best ways to take the DDT. which sets Triple H up for the infamous spot of the five-star frog splash the top of one of the pods, which, you know, in hindsight, probably wasn't the best idea. It was one hell of a spot, and it was just a mis misjudgment of timing where RVD just jumped a little too far. Triple H didn't never been in never having anyone to base this matchup off of is what made it so difficult especially this spot because you really don't know how far someone can jump so triple h i think was being cautious and trying to be as close as possible thinking yeah this will probably work and rbd may have jumped a little bit too far but his knee came right flat on the throat of triple h crushing his larynx and this is a about 10, 15 minutes in because the entrances were long. It was about 1930 with entrances. So no, no more than 15 minutes because it was six guys. It had to have taken five minutes for everybody to come out. And this match is like 48 minutes long. Triple H wrestles with a crushed larynx for a half an hour. But he was smart. He rolled to the, the outside of the steel to try to get out of the way after this happened. RVD did also hurt his knee because obviously he frog splashed from the top of the pod, which leads to a lion salt and being eliminated by Chris Jericho. So that's one elimination. And I don't remember how injured RVD's was, but I know he felt really bad about hurting Triple H. And so now we're down to... Triple H, Booker T, and Chris Jericho, Kane, and Shawn Michaels are still 
in their pods. I do believe that Kane was supposed to come out of Booker T's spot and Booker T vice versa. Someone messed up the timing. You know, all kinds of fun stuff happens when it's a first time of everything. So you can talk about the new era, but it doesn't matter to me because I know what you really want. And I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you what you crave right now. Tonight, I give you the gift of Jericho. Drink it in, man. stood out about uh, this matchup in particular is the chemistry that all of these guys had like Chris Jericho and Kane had history and Triple H and Chris Jericho had history and Booker T and everybody basically but Shawn Michaels had history and I don't think Shawn Michaels felt out of place at all I mean I was not thrilled I mean I was happy to have Shawn Michaels back but the finish of the matchup I wasn't all that thrilled at about the time to come back to wrestling after all that time and give the performance that he did yeah he's the last one out but he really showed how talented he really is and he only got better after to give Sean credit it's not like he rested on his laurels as the heartbreak kid Sean Michaels and just didn't try to improve no he got better as the years went on after returning from that back surgery and now we have Kane coming out into the matchup out of his pod after the miscommunication with the pod door openers and he runs roughshod through everybody and basically targets Chris Jericho they had a very heated rivalry the year before including people being thrown through glass windows and last man standing matches being buried under barrels. And he swiftly takes control of Chris Jericho, throws him into the chain link fence, and then follows that up, tossing him through the plexiglass pod door. And it was loud and it was vicious. And it was, oh my God, even still 18 years later. And it's been a few years since I've watched this, but I had watched it many times after. We would always watch them a few times together as friends when we would get to together to watch these things because they were $60. Might as well make it an event, record it, and watch it again. And not only is Triple H still wrestling, he's wrestling well with a crushed larynx. He can't, he can barely breathe. He's constantly holding his throat. Every bump that he takes has to send painful reverberations from his back to his throat. And he's still taking gorilla press sized bumps out there. Kane's throwing him from the top rope and he's taking bumps off of it. And Earl Hebner's constantly checking on him and Triple H constantly shoes him away, obviously, because it's like two seconds. It's like, 
are you okay? And then Triple H like shoots him off and Earl Hebner has to pay because there were a few times where Earl Hebner was slightly out of position for for the cover because he was checking on Triple H. He was somewhere checking on Triple H because he knew Triple H was messed up. But you know what's not messed up? Checking out the Bruiser Nation Productions YouTube page and Facebook page and not forgetting to hit that follow and subscribe button to the Bruise Cruise podcast wherever you get your podcast. And visit, visit our site at anchor.fm for more information, the chances to leave us voice messages and comments. Let us know what you like hearing on the Bruise Cruise podcast. Let us know what you don't like hearing on the Bruise Cruise podcast and let us know what else you want us to cover. There is also an opportunity if you are so inclined and able to help support the Bruise Cruise podcast and even more entertaining podcasts with even more content, not just wrestling, but there's only time for wrestling right now, and eventually official Bruce Cruz podcast merch. But I'll be honest, we need your help to get started. And we'll be right back with the Bruce Cruz podcast. <laughs> We are back on the Bruce Cruz podcast and the match is starting to wind down. And, and when I say wind down, uh, there's still 20 minutes left of this damn thing. <laughs> but at this point, it is just Chris Jericho, Kane, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And smartly, the three small guys go ahead and try to go and take care of Kane, leading to everybody eating choke slams. Chris Jericho ate a double handed choke slam and then a regular choke slam, and I'm pretty sure the injured Triple H jumped the highest for Kane's choke slam. But that was about it for Kane after delivering the choke slam for to Chris Jericho. He walks right into Sweet Chin Music, right into a pedigree, and then the lion salt delivered by Chris Jericho. One, two, three. Chris Jericho eliminates Kane as well from the matchup, and now we're down to three. HBK, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Game, and Y2J, Chris Jericho, all vying for the World Heavyweight Championship in the Devil's Playground, as they like to have said it before. They don't say it anymore. They said it. They were a little more risky with their names back then. And this really turned into another case of the heels and working to double team the face and try to get him out of it until Chris Jericho delivers the lion salt to Shawn Michaels, which irks Triple H because Triple H wants to be the one to eliminate Shawn Michaels from the elimination chamber. How dare you? So they start pushing and shoving each other and their brief alliance ends. And it's always good when those two start going at it with each other. They have a very very rich history gives Shawn Michaels a chance to recover enough that when Jericho counters Triple H's attempt at the pedigree into the walls of Jericho as Triple H is scratching and clawing and fighting to get to the bottom rope, which I don't understand because there's no DQs 
in the Elimination Chamber, so I don't think it would have mattered. But I digress. We got to see the Jericho finish, whether it was a finish or not. We still got to see it. Triple H inches away from the bottom rope. Jericho walks forward, and the timing of this was perfect. As Jericho's walking, trying to take his final step to get into the middle of the ring to drop that knee, he gets cracked with sweet chin music from Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels spins, makes the cover. One, two, three, and Chris Jericho has been eliminated from the Elimination Chamber, leaving only Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and Triple H is the champion, so the only way we will have a new World Heavyweight Champion after this Elimination Chamber will be if Shawn Michaels can persevere above the battered, bruised, bleeding Triple H. But Triple H gets control pretty quickly with Shawn Michaels. I like how JR continued to put over Shawn's perseverance and how long he was away because it put a lot less pressure on Sean. I know Sean couldn't hear JR, but it puts a, and I'm sure they talked before the match. JR doesn't like to know too much, but I'm sure JR had told him, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. And it took a few minutes, but Sean, like I alluded to earlier, Sean really showed that he, he wasn't as rusty as you would think after four years away from the ring. And him and Triple H had another 10 minute matchup here and Triple H slingshots Shawn Michaels right into the pod and I had always heard that from reading articles that it was supposed to be like you know they said storyline wise it was bulletproof glass or plexiglass but I do believe that it was definitely wasn't sugar glass or breakaway glass because it didn't break away into a whole bunch of pieces. It looked took a second. There was the impact and then the crashing and the pieces of the pod. So both Sean and Chris Jericho taking those were pretty vicious. But Sean still has enough. He's still fighting to take the title from Triple H because they're so such heated rivals right now in storyline. His goal is not to be world heavyweight champion, but to make sure Triple H doesn't walk out the champion. And they have one hell of an exchange. Triple H kicked to the gut, delivers the pedigree. That's it. It's over. Oh, nope. It's not over because Triple H can't make the cover because he's exhausted because he's been in this matchup for 35 minutes with a crushed larynx. Did I mention that before? Because I don't remember. Slowly, Triple H is able to crawl to Shawn Michaels, makes the cover one, two, but nope, like I said, too long to make the cover. Shawn Michaels is able to kick out and he nips up and he is ready to go and him and Triple H go at it in the ring, toe to toe, fist to fist until Shawn bounces off the ropes, delivers his forearm and gets ready to set up for the sweet chin music. And he's standing in the corner. He's milking it hard. I mean, he's got his, he's got both hands on the left part of the corner, stomping down, tuning up the band, getting it ready. But Hunter's seen this. 
many, many times before. And he ducks, goes for the pedigree. Sean's able to counter, spins around, delivers sweet chin music to Triple H, makes the cover. One, two, three. Triple H is eliminated, which means Shawn Michaels is your new world heavyweight championship at the 2002 Survivor Series in the Elimination Chamber, the first one they ever had after five years away from the business due to a broken back suffered in the casket match with The Undertaker in 1996. And like I said earlier in the podcast, I was so mad. I was never a huge Sean guy anyway. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I'm a huge Jericho guy. Um, Back in 2002, it was no different. And I really wanted Triple H to walk out after Jericho didn't because I thought Jericho was the MVP of that matchup. Aside from Triple H and wrestling for a half an hour with a broken larynx. But as far as ring work wise, uh, Jericho was the the star of the matchup. Everybody did get their chance to shine. RVD was in control a lot of this matchup, delivering his variety of spinning heel kicks. Booker T got to deliver his axe kick, got to do his spinner Rooney, got to do his spine buster. Kane got his choke slams in, got his monstrosity in by throwing Chris Jericho through the pod. Jericho got in like four lion salts. He got in the walls of Jericho. Triple H got in and pedigrees and high knees and knee face busters and Sean got his kickups, his forearms and his sweet chin musics and they all told a great story with the history they all had with each other which I think it was very smart by whoever booked the matchup to have Sean come out last because it gave him less time to be exposed to guys he had never wrestled before. The only one, no, he probably never even wrestled Kane before. The, the only one he had wrestled before would be Triple H. So it was very smart to make Sean look the best he could is to keep him involved at a limited capacity. So like I said earlier, it takes the pressure off a little bit. And not everything was on him in this matchup. And I think if he would have started it with say Chris Jericho or Rob Van Dam, he very well may have felt that the whole match was on his shoulders, which is probably how Triple H felt, which is probably why he kept going after getting the crush larynx, even though Booker T gave him a pretty good out because Booker T after covering RVD covered Triple H, but Triple H put his foot on the bottom rope. Hats off to all of them. I was thoroughly entertained 18 years later, as I am sure I was back in 2002. And tune in next week. We will let you know what the episode will be on our social media page. We're going to do a little trailer for next week since we have completed the of a lion excursion series here on the Bruise Cruise podcast. Don't forget, hit that follow button, subscribe wherever. Ever you get your favorite podcast, visit anchor.fm. If you're so inclined, support the Bruise Cruise podcast. And Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. So you can talk about the new era, but it doesn't matter to me, because I know what you really want. And I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you what you crave right now. Tonight, I give you the gift of Jericho. Drink it in, man.